Okay, today's daf is Psachim Daf Gimel. So, just to recap a little bit of Daf Bays, we the first word of the of the Masechta was R R Larba Aser, and we wanted to figure out what in the world is the Tana teaching us. Does R when he says R and he's talking about a time of day, is he talking about R that it means the night of the fourteenth? That's how we know we do B'dikas Chametz, or does it mean the day, the day of the fourteenth? So we went through many different rayas back and forth. Typically, we could defend the term R to mean light. Everyone agrees it does mean light. And we didn't have too many rayas that it meant day. But we found a few proofs from Mishnayis, not from Sukkim, but from Mishnayis, that the Tanam referred to night as R. And the two most recent ones we had was, was the Kahanim, doing the Avoida, maybe R was different. And you had the... So I already meant the morning, and you had the Masi and Masuais. That was the most recent Raya we had that R means night. So once we uh, mention that, we have a few more Raya's. We're going to get through many different halachas that come up once we discuss the, the context to the term R. So we'll see what we do. So Mesev Marzutra, this is the bottom line on Bezim and Bez. Mesev Marzutra, he has the Kasha on Ravuna. Ravuna said R means day. So Mesev Marzutra. And you have to know a little bit of background information. So the truth is, you don't learn this in chasen classes because you'll see why it's not really sonogeya. But if you learn chumish, the, the psukim in Pasha's tazria, isha kisazria. So once a woman gives birth, so she has a din of a yoledes. Typically, they bleed as well, so it's a din of a nida. But just from the fact of giving birth, there's a tumah called tumas yoledes. So a woman is tummy seven days after, for the first seven days after having a boy, and fourteen days after having a girl. Now those seven days or fourteen days are classic tumma called Tumas Yoledes. Then the Psukim tell us that after having a boy, there are 33 days after those first seven days, which are called Yemei Toihar, which means if she would see Dam, she would see a Kasem, she would do Badika, she would see Dam, she shows it to her rabbi. The rabbi says, oh, you just gave birth. Within the past 40 days, you just had a boy. That Dam is called Dam Tahar. Dam Toihar, the, the, the Mishnayas call it. And for Nekeva, it's just, it's just double, so 14 and 66. Now, after those, we're, we're going to focus on a keva for now. So she gives birth to a girl. First 14 days, she's tummy. The next 66 days, she can have all the dam that she sees would be considered dam toihar. Then, after 80 days have passed, on day 81, now that she's totally tar and out of the, the woods, she can now bring a carbon. That's the psukim in the beginning of Pasha Tazria. She brings a carbon, a carbon oila, a carbon chatos. All, all these things are found in Pasha Tazria. The mission on Croesus throws in an interesting case. Let's say she gave birth to a girl, and then let's assume she went to the mikvah a few weeks later. She got pregnant, and she, she, she had a miscarriage. So depending on what stage of pregnancy was this miscarriage, there is also additional halachis of tumah v'tahara. This is nageah. Sometimes uh, this does come up, unfortunately. So once again, she would have to bring a carbon if it was past a certain stage in the, in, the, in the pregnancy when she had this miscarriage, she would have to bring another carbon. The question is, can you piggyback both carbonas? Can you bring one carbon for both her original Leda and the subsequent pregnancy that ended in a miscarriage? So the Gemara increases, brings Pesukah, and the Pesukah says, Zois Teiras Hayeledes. And the Gemara says we could bring carbon echad al vladois harbe. A woman could bring one carbon for multiple vladois, and the case would be someone who was she had a, she had a miscarriage within those eighty days. The question is, this is the top of the page, Gimel Amidalif, quoting from Mishnah Krisus. 
What if she has this miscarriage, the night of the 81st day? So she's already out of the 80 days. She had 14 days of Yemei Tama, 66 days of Yemei Tayar. She's up to day 81. So she's already chayiv in a carbon, and now she, she has a miscarriage. So Beishamai put in me carbon, or Beishamai say, you don't have to bring a second carbon. You didn't bring the first carbon yet. You cannot bring a carbon until the day. We, don't, we do not bring carbonus at night. Since you didn't bring the carbon for the first leda, so you could bring a carbon that will kill two birds with one stone. Well, Beisila mechayiv, and Beisila says, no, you're chayiv to bring another carbon because the miscarriage took place on day 81, even though it was at night. Just by the way, that's really all we need from this Mishnah. The term R, L'shmoyne V'echa, talking about the night. So you see R means Lila. And the truth is, we could just end it right here, but we're just going to continue the Mishnah for a few more lines. So Amu Lahen Beishamai. So Beishil had this conversation with Beishamai. My Why would you tell me there's a difference between when she has this miscarriage on the night of the 81st versus during the next day on day 81. Meaning, if she would see Dam now on day 81, she's out of the 66 days of Yemei Tayar, she's Tame. So she's a, we know that day 81 is not included in this story. So, in Shiva, if we count it as another day, so also when she sees, when she has Mayfall on day 80, night of the 81, she has to bring another carbon. You can't include it in the first carbon. It's a totally different cheshben. Now, what do you see from here? Now, by the way, the response Beishama has is that you can't bring a carbon at night. So it's not really roi for carbon. That's the back and forth. Look in the Mishnah on Krisos Dav Zion. We'll get there soon. From the fact that when Beishil responds to Beishama, he says, and this is all we need from this Mishnah, clearly contrasting between R versus Yoim. If Yoim is day, then R must be night. Beautiful Raya, Shmamina. R means R to R in the, in the Mishnayis. We, we uh, use it to, to refer to Laila, and therefore, Shmamina, it is indeed a good Raya. Okay, that's Raya number one. Another Raya. Mesveh. So we actually had some of this uh, discussion in, in Brachis way back in the beginning by Chatzois HaLayla. The, the, um, the halach is that a carbon, a classic, you know, kachim, 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 kachim and a, a taida can only be eaten for one day and one night, which means let's say a person brought a carbon this afternoon. So on a Tuesday afternoon, you brought a carbon taida, you're thanking Hashem, right? Halacha is the, the Chazal tell us that that the Torah wanted you to tell everyone that Hashem saved you from your sickness, therefore you only have one day and a night to eat it. And you have all these 40 loaves of bread, matzahs and everything. You're going to invite everyone for a suda and, and uh, be mafarsim, the, the miracle that happened. So by a tithe, you only have the day and that night. So if you brought a carbon tithe today on Tuesday, you had Tuesday and Tuesday night to eat it. What about a shlamim? So you bring a carbon shlamim on Tuesday, you have Tuesday, Tuesday night, and Wednesday. What about Wednesday night? So let's see. You should be able to eat that third night. When it comes to a toy, you can eat it for one day. And that night, the same by a toy. If I brought a carbon toy on a Tuesday, I could eat it Tuesday night as well. So you could eat for Tuesday and Wednesday. You should also be able to eat uh, Wednesday night as well. Only on that day and the next day, the next day, but not the next night, 
or some more of Hanoitzer idea Mashlishi, which that, that pasuk says the third day is already considered nicer. Either way, Machlekes Rashi Tosis how we learn this, but either way, Ba'oid Yom Hu Nachal Ve'ena Nachal Shlishi. You could only eat it that second day, but you cannot eat it that third night. Yachal Yisarif Miyad. I would think you should burn it right away after you know. So yeah, Tuesday was the carbon. Tuesday night you could eat it. Wednesday you could eat it as well. Wednesday night it's already considered nicer. Yachal Yisarif Miyad. You should burn it Wednesday night. And Vidinu, it should be a Kavachamer from Carbon Pesach. The Carbon Pesach is eaten for, for one day and one night, and Halach is Tekef La Achilus Reifa once it's already been eaten. Or, oh, I'm sorry, once the Zman Achilus is over. We get into the Zman of burning it, Avkan Tekef La Achilus Reifa. So Tamil Noimar, Vahan Noisar, Mipsar Zavach, Yamashishi, Peishi Sarif. You do not burn it at night. Now, either way, what was the whole point of bringing this whole halacha? You see, the night of the third, obviously, we're not talking about the day because the pus says, Mimacharas. Sa'alma ar artu, another raya that ar means night. Shmamina, we indeed have another good raya that ar, in fact, means night. Okay, this is the easier raya. Tashma, ar shayyami kipurim espal sheva. So, on Yom Kippur, halacha is we daven. Uh, after Shemun Esra, we, we say Vidoy. So the Brites says like this. You're going to see that we're missing something here. Let's see if you can figure that out. The night of Yom Kippur, we daven seven brachas in Shemun Esra. So if your first three, your last three, and your... Uh, that's your seventh bracha. Another seven brachas. And Vidoy. Now, most of Rosh Hashanah, you have nine, but here you have seven. Mincha mispal shev misvada, and ba'arvis mispalo me'in shmanesu. So we skipped Ne'ilah for some reason. The other two places in Shas where the Gemara brings this brisa, it includes Ne'ilah. So therefore, we, we do say Ne'ilah. Now, Ma'ariv, Matzah Shabbos, Halacha is, according to the Tanakhana, mispalo me'in shmanesu. You only, you don't dive on a full Shmanes, right? The Olam is, uh, is hungry. Don't, uh, don't keep people in shul. So just dive in Havinenu that we had in Brachis back in the day. So you just say a very quick tefillah katsara and go home, enjoy your uh, cheese danish. There's a, there's, a, there's a song, I thought it was pretty new, but it's not that new, from uh, Malti Ilowitz. I see there's a song called, uh, I think it's called Yiddish, Yiddish, uh, Yiddish Taivas or something. So he's talking about the taiva, the, the enjoyment you get by diving at the quickest mariv Maxim Kipper. So this is actually what Chazal had in mind, right? You should really do. Don't schlep out Marv and Kipper. People are hungry. People are sick. You know, their wives are home waiting for Abdullah. Have a quick Shmanesser. We don't do this. Why? Not because Yom Kippur is you keep diving. Because you have to say We know from back in Brachas that you cannot change around the Nusach and therefore you cannot say Havinenu Matzah Shabbos. You cannot say Havinenu Matzah Yom Kippur because you have to say Atachan You can't just stick it in anywhere. But either way, Alma R, we said R Yom Kippurim. R is Ortu, it means Laila. Shmamino, it is in fact a good Raya that R means night. Another raya, Tashma, the Tani Debe Rabbi Shmuel, Tani Debe Shmuel, Leil Arba Asar, Boykin Asachamitz. Here explicitly, the night of the 14th, this is how we paskin, you do Badikas Chamitz, La Arhaner, to the light of a candle. So what do you see from here? Alma Ar, Artahu, Ar means night. Another raya. So the Gemara is like this. After this whole. This one from the beginning? This is Lele, this is Lele, night. Why don't we bring this one first? I don't know. This is Amoiro, uh, we had Mishnayas all the time. So this is uh, Tani Debe Shmuel, it's much later. We went, we went through uh, Tyra, the Nevi'im, Ksuvim, Mishnayis. Ah, no, Leila Barasa, meaning we know that our Mish, he can't argue on the Mishnah. We're assuming it's the same 
theme. That he, if he's arguing a Mishnah, how can, he, how can he argue in a Mishnah? So he's saying, Pshat of the Mishnah is lately. He's coming a few hundred years later. So the Gemara asks like this, At the end of the day, they all mean, or means Laila. There's no Machlaikas. Everyone agrees that you do Batikas Chametz on the 14th night. Why did uh, one man, the Amar, call it, call, say R meant Laila? So he says like this, Mar Kiasrei, Umar Kiasrei. Ba'asrei, the Ravuna, the place of Ravuna, Karu Nage. They call Laila by the term Nage, or some type of nickname that they call light, uh, night. Ba'asrei, the Rav Yehuda, Karu Lele, they call it night. <laughs> no games, no jokes. Bunch of yekis, they call Laila, Laila. They don't call it R, they don't call it Nagi, and therefore, that is why they had their machoikas of, of what, what R typically means. Now, Vatani didan my time elektani Laila, fine. This is the original question we should have been asking, you know, when we first opened Psachim. Why does the Mishnah have to throw in R? Just say Laila, we don't have to have a whole daf and a half trying to figure out. We have beautiful halachas you brought in, but just say Laila. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah, the Tana wanted to teach us a Lishna Ma'aya, which means a Lashanaki, a nice way of talking. Instead of using the term Laila, which means darkness, which can refer to evil and just, you know, black darkness, we want to call our light. It's a nice way to talk. Like the Shita Rabbi Shu'a Malevi, then Rabbi Shu'a Malevi, a person should never have something Maguna, like nivel pet, coming from his mouth. Even something uh, that's just not kavodik. Shaharei akamakas. The Torah deviated. Shmoyna oisiyos eight letters. Veloyhoitzi davar meguna mipiv. Instead of using the term tame, the Torah uses the term asheri nenatayra, as we're going to see. So you see that the Torah goes out of its way to show us it's better to use a nicer lashon. So when the Tana is opening up psachim, instead of saying leila ba'aser, use the term ar abaaser. Shari alkam ha'aser shmoyna oisiv leitzi davar meguna mipiv. Shenem our pasuk says in Parshas Noach, menabehema tahayro, menabehema shereinena tahayro. So you're adding uh, the, the the instead of saying hatameh, which is five letters, it says that shereinena tahayro, which is thirteen letters. So eight extra letters for the purpose of lashon nikia. By the way, the, uh, the Rabbi Niyan in, in Shari Chuba, I was looking at it before, he has a whole piece on this that he brings from our Gemara. You see the, the concern the Torah has for Nivel Pet. We're going to see some more examples. Just the, the way it's brought down in the, in the Sifri Musr is that Nivel Pet is one of two things, and that's your classic you know, curse word, is either something that talks about the bathroom or the bedroom. Those two, when you talk about it explicitly, so that's really what Nivel Pet is. Nivel Peh is, unless you're cursing someone out, that, that's a little worse. But here, even if you're not doing it for, for a reason, you're just using those, those terms, that is considered uh, Nivel Peh, to talk about things that we keep private, the bedroom, the bathroom. So that's really the Nivel Peh. We have a Gemara in Ksubis. We'll see the Gemara there says as well. You know, Hakal Yoidim, Lama Kali, you know, Yaitis Lechopa. But if someone opens his mouth and talks about it, so that's considered a Dover Maguna. Okay, so we said eight letters. Our Papa says, I'll find you nine. Teisha. Shenema, the Papa says, by a Balkari, it should have said he's Tomeg for something that happened at night. It says, he was Tahar. So that's extra nine letters. Ravinomer, Eser, ten. Vav de Tahar. Tahar, with a Vav, is an extra letter than Tame, which is three letters. Okay, so you have ten. Vacha by Yaakov Omar, Sheish Esrei, Shenemar, the Pusik says in Shmuel, Ki Omar Mikra, Shalom Melech was, was uh, he wanted to know why David Melech didn't come to his Reish Chodesh Suda. So he said, maybe Mikra, who he was, Tame, Bilti Tarhu, Ki Lai Tar. So he had all these words, 
16 letters, he should have said mikra tamehu. So you see that we add even 16 letters in order to avoid using a lasha and meguna. So I remember I was once in uh, Eichler's. I don't know what I was doing there. In my Chaim Berlin days, Eichler's was two blocks away, kosher entertainment. So there was like a book signing or something from some author. So we were uh, hocking him up, like good yeshiva guys. And he told us the challenge of writing a good from novel is that you know, when, when, the, when the fellow comes home from work and he's upset, you have to have like a whole paragraph describing how he's upset. But in a, a non-Jewish author or non-observant author could just use a four-letter word, and, and we, we understand that, he's not, he, that the guy's upset. It's interesting that you have to explain how the person was feeling instead of just a, a four-letter word. Okay. A person should always teach Fascinating. So by Zav, there's a halacha called Tumas Mishkov Umayshav on a Zav. That if a Zav sits on something, he lays on something, he makes a tummy. This is considered an avatumah. We, we learned this many times throughout Masech the Shabbos. Tumas Mishkov, uh, uh, Mishkov Umayshav. However, it uses the term Merkav, which means to ride, that's used when it talks about the man. But the Isha, who's a Zava, it doesn't use the term Merkav. Karai Moshev. It uses the term Moshev sitting. Why is that? So Rashi explains that when you talk about a woman riding a donkey, so then there's psika, there's, uh, there, there's, her legs are spread out. And that already gives, gives one you know, the image of something that's not Naki. And therefore, the Torah chooses to use the term Moshev versus writing. That's how, uh, that's how Rashi says it. I'm just looking at Rashi. Okay. So, <clears throat> so you look at the, at the Chumash, it says, Be'isha Karoi Moshev. It says, So that's a raya that we use the term Lashinaki. Uh, Let's keep going. It says in Eov that you should choose Lashin Arumim, that you should Speak, Alifaz, who's the friend of Eev, tells Eev, you should always uh, speak the words of the Chachamim. And Elio, sorry, Eliu tells Eev that the Das of Barm Lelu, and meaning you should speak a Lashen Naki. My Vaim, why do we need these extra Psokim? According to the first Raya, which was from the Zav, I would have said, Hanimi Libidaraisa, Avabidarabanan Loi, not by the words of the Chachamim to each other. Tashma, you see that Eev's friends. And it's only when Chacham are talking to each other in Taira. Stam, you're schmoozing. Friday night, you know, by Hashem Zachar, you're schmoozing with your friend. Maybe there's not, you don't have to be so makbid on Lashin Nakia. And so the Pasuk says, that my, my lips, Mila, speak out uh, clear things, Lashin Naki. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to pick, on the fa- pick up on the fact that we assume at this point the Torah doesn't use the term reichev by Isha, it uses the term to sit versus riding. So part of the riding thing is that the legs are spread out. So some of the places can bring down the following discussion here. So I, I put it in the hashtags. There's a Shiloh like this, can a, can a woman wear pants? Some people ask the Shiloh when they go skiing, or when they're exercising. My wife had the Shiloh many times in different jobs. She's a nurse. So some, yeah, some hospitals allow the nurses to wear skirts, skirt scrubs. Some do not. There's a funny story that just happened recently. I'll tell you after this year. But most hospitals, not most, but some hospitals 
require that you wear pants. Whether you're a doctor, a dentist, nurse, whatever, they require that, that uh, you, should, you should wear pants. So can a woman wear pants? That's a Shiloh. Some women, they wear pants every day. The question is, is anything wrong with that? So the first question people say right away is, what do you mean? Isn't it a problem that a woman is not allowed to wear cleagever? They're not allowed to wear man's clothing? So typically, uh, the answer is that there's women's pants and there's men's pants. In fact, some men wearing pants are headed toward the, the other direction, if anything. So that's the first thing. If it's bought in a women's uh, clothing store, you, don't, you do not have a problem of cleagever. The question really is, the Tzniya's question. So some want to say that there's always an issue because there's raglayim chalukim, that the legs are, are, are being spread out and they're being a raya from this Gemara. However, I saw some of the places they want to bring a raya that if you see the next sukkim we're going to bring, that typically the Tzniya's way for a woman to sit on a donkey would be to sit and not spread out her legs. And the Tzniya's is how a person's posture is. It's not about the pants versus the skirt, it's about how she acts, how she sits. So that might be a, uh, a limitzchus. Also, as pointed out by the Yaskalavdi, not all pants were created equal. So if they're wearing loose pants, it's not, uh, if it's not revealing, not that type, so then halachily, it, it, it's difficult to say it's aser. There's always something to consider. The, uh, we know the Mishabur in Hilchus Kriyashma talks about community norms, and that does play a role in Hilchus Sinias. It depends. A person who lives in a community where most, most women do not wear, you know, they'll wear pants, they won't wear skirts. So you are conforming to community norms. It's, it's very difficult to say that's a violation of Tanias. That's, that's how the community acts. But if someone lives in a community where everyone wears a skirt, and then they're the only ones that wear pants, so maybe you could say, I don't know, it's, it's a good discussion. The Tzitzeliezer, who's machim around the Shaila, he's, he's makel for when everyone knows why you're wearing the pants. If you're a nurse, if you're skiing, if you're all these other things, that he's makel. There are those that are more makel, as we mentioned, that it depends on the, uh, on the type of pants. But uh, that, that's something to think about. If you're a machim and you hold that it's Isser of Kligever, then they can't wear pants even when no one's around. They can't wear pants underneath their skirt, right? If you're machmer. So, halakhli, nobody, uh, I mean, we don't, we don't accept it as a taina. It's not Kligever. They're wearing women's pants. And the question of raglayim chalukim, so it depends. It depends on the, on, on the style. It depends on the community. So, uh, just interesting that it comes from this Gemara. Next, uveisha like sive. One second. You tell me the Torah never uses the term merkav. That Rivka did ride on the, on the camel. What's, what's not the question? We, the Torah says the word Tamei also. We go back to the first line. Oh, so you have, to, you have to differentiate between Lushen Nucky versus Lushen Covered. Here it sounds like it's, uh, it's, it's not a nice thing to talk about, right? Okay, the Gemara, the Gemara is going to ask your question soon. So Archi, since it's a normal way to do it, it is considered, uh, sorry, since, since when on a camel, you can't sit with your feet together because the camel is very high, the way they walk would get you nervous. So Archi, it makes sense that you have no choice. There it's not a camel, it's a donkey. So the Gemara says, since his sons were on this donkey as well, it is normal, or we would just, as Rashi says, Alash and Rechiva, or as some of the Rishonim say that we were just referring to the boys, we weren't necessarily referring to Sipira, but that's, that's how the Pasuk says. Ivok Siv by Avigail, 
who was coming to David HaMelech, she's riding down this mountain, and it says riding, and she's on a chamar, she's not on a camel. So the Gemara says, since at night it's hard to see, they didn't have headlights back then, so therefore she had to sit like, you know, to ride the donkey. Maybe it's not, that's not enough of a reason to simply be at night. She was afraid of David HaMelech. The Pacha, the Ema, she wasn't afraid of Davin. She was on a mountain, and therefore, in order to stay, you know, to have a stable uh, seat, she had to sit like that. Okay, freight the Gemara. This is Aaron's question. Tell me, what do you mean? You tell me it doesn't say tell me anywhere in the Torah. I have plenty of times. So here we have a chiddush. Anytime both the terms we could use are equal in letters, in the amount of letters, so then. You should choose a lashon akia, but kolhecha in afishin mila. In order to get, a, in order to use the lashon you have to add letters to it. Mishdoi belashon katsara. Then we take the shorter route. Why? Because there's another consideration here. Kid Amar Rav Huna Amar Rav Vamila Amar Rav Huna Amar Rav Mishim Rav Meir Laolam Yishna Adam Tamida Derech Katsara. You should always teach yourselves in a in a Derech Katsara because then they'll remember what you're talking about. You have a clear way of teaching. So the Torah shows us two values here. Value number one is that Lashanaki. However, there's also another value that we should speak Derech Katsara. So Shrag is asking, and this is the obvious question on the sugya. <laughs> what do you mean? We had a home like a seven, ten, right? So most of you trying to say that the Torah wanted to teach us at least once how important it is to speak Belashanaki. The Torah went out of its way in Parshas Noyach. So the Rishonim asked, why don't you three times? But fine, they talk about that. The Ram is a Balamar. The Torah went out of its way to teach us at least once or a few times that this is so important. But for the rest of the Torah, Lashon Katsara is more important. But to teach us there's two values. If the Torah never did that, we wouldn't know that it's a value to, 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 to teach, to, sorry, it's a value to speak Belashon Naki. I hear some noise there. Someone had a question? Okay. Yeah? The Rishonim assume that that's the obvious answer. The Gemara could have just said that instead of this whole No, we had Tommy Vitara. We know that already. The Gemara asks, "Vidarais me looks if Tommy. I can find any other place that says Tommy." Say yeah, he will. It's just one place they did it to teach you. I hear. No, I think that's the terrace. That's part of the terrace. No, there's another. Why don't you do it all the time? Do it all the time. We only need to do it once. No, I should do it all the time. Lashanaki is so important. The problem is, I don't know. There's another halacha. Yishnad matamida derech katsara. Right, that's why the Torah goes back. Now, quick, quick, quick question, Rebelli. So, it, the Gemara seems to be saying that women and men ride differently on animals, right? It sounds like it's a side saddle type right. situation. Correct. If that's the case, then it's not a Lushan Naki. It's, it's a different Mitzis. That's why the Gemara uses a different Lushan. So, but then why does Zava... I hear what you're saying. So, why did the Torah use... The Torah should have used the term by... By Zava as well. If she rides on something, it's still tummy. You're saying it's just not the normal way for her to do it. But um, right, right. I hear. Maybe it is just for women that are bitsanua, then they don't. But if you would go to uh, your local saddle store, they all, you know, they have, they have the uh, the same saddle for men and for women. I don't know. Good point. Okay, so the Is that true? If it's the same equal uh, letters, we always choose 
Lashon Kavod, V'harecheves, V'yosheves, V'chiedadin, and Recheves, and Yosheves, the same type. V'ka'ama Recheves, and it says Recheves, doesn't say Yosheves, so the Gemara says Recheves, without a Vav, Ksiv, so you, so it's shorter. No, <laughs> you can ask, could have said Yosheves without a Vav, but I think Recheves without a Vav makes more sense. Otherwise, you would pronounce it Yesheves. Okay, so either way, the Gemara, that's another terrace why it says Recheves versus Yesheves. Next, once we mention this concept of speaking Belashanaki, the Gemara brings a few more uh, stories. Hanu Tre Tamidi Daviyasi Kamidi Rav. There were two Tamidim in front of Rav. Hanamar Shavisinan Haishmaita Kedavar Acher Misanakan. I am so tired from learning. Da- the daf, whatever. He's so tired of learning. I'm like this. Uh, I'm like this pig, which is a davar acher. He said, "I'm davar acher." V'chadamar shivisinon haishmet the kigdim esankar. I'm like a tired goat. So one used a lashon that we're going to see throughout Shas that davar acher typically means a pig. It's not something to talk about. And the other one used a lashon naki, a gedi. V'lo yishtoi rav b'hali dahayach. Rav didn't want to talk to this first Talmud who spoke Balash and Maguna. Why do you have to use that as an example? Just say a tired animal. Why do they say a tired pig? He did use a nice question. He said Davarach. I don't think he said Davarach. I don't know. Either he said Davarach. He said pig and we're saying Davarach. It's our letters. <laughs> okay, I don't know. So the, so the Rishonim explained that there's a difference between when you have two choices. Tame Tara, they're both good. One's a little better, a nicer way of speaking, versus saying something that's not clean. Versus saying something that's clean. That's that's one tarot found in the Rishonim. Okay, how many trait tamid have yesterday come the Hillel? There were two tamidim in front of Hillel. The Chamenei Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei. One of them was Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei. But Amilah, some say the story was Kamid Rabbi was Rabbi the Chamenei Rabbi Yechonim, not Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei. So Chad Amar Benema Boitzrin Betahara Ve'Imoiskin Betahara. So halacha is when you harvest the grapes, when you're harvesting something. Typically, during the harvesting process, some of the juice will ooze out. So we know that if the juice oozes out, if it's considered one of the Zion mash, one of the seven liquids, it can make the fruit mukshir lakabotama. The fruit can now be susceptible to becoming tame. So when I'm using a, a uh, when, I, when, when I'm trying to figure out which utensils, which tools can, should I use to harvest my grapes? So if the grapes will be wet, if you're a smart fellow, you will not harvest your grapes with tame kalim because the kalim will now make the grapes tame because the grapes are wet from the juice that oozed out. So the Mishnah says, uh, I'm sorry, this, this, they said, when it comes to harvesting grapes, you should use kalim that are tar. But when it comes to olives, you don't need to use tar kalim for olives. And just by the way, what's the difference? The Gemara doesn't explain, but we learned this before that the the first liquid that comes out of the grapes is considered good grape juice, good wine. Therefore, it's one of the Zion mashkim. It's yayin and yad shachatam, right? It's yayin, and it is considered mokshalakabotoma. The first drop that comes out of the olives while you're collecting it, that little mohol is not considered shemen. It's not considered oil, and therefore, it would not make something makabotoma. So what do you see from here? One of them used the term he used the term tummy, which is not so bad, but he didn't choose to use the, the Lushan Tahar. So Amar Hillel said, This person will, will be a Yisrael. This fellow was Rabbi Yechim and Zakai, or Rav Yochanan, they ended up becoming Yisrael. Next story. There are three Kahanim. 
that were once in the base of Mikdash, and they said the following: One told his friends, "Higiani, when I got from the lechem upon him, I got kipol, I got the size of a bean." I got the size of a kizayis. I got like a lizard's tail. So they found some type of uh, issue with this person's lineage. From the you know they looked into you know his family and Itaka wasn't such a good kain because they looked into him because he said that I got this lizard's tail. That's how you're talking about kachim the lechem upon him. Why they looked at why did they look into him? But now we went to the Mishnah Kedushin in Boitkin Once a person was uh, he served in the Beis Hamidosh, we assume he has a cheskas kahuna. So the Gemara says like him a shemetz pasul doesn't mean he had bad ancestry. Elaima shachatz pasul he was a balgaiva. We typically do not look into Kahanim to try to figure out if they are, in fact, you know, kosher lineage. However, here, he, he opened his mouth. So now we start to look, you know, who, who's this guy? Where, where's he from? So we looked into him. Next, famous Gemara. There was a certain uh, Arami who would go up, he was a non Jew, he used to, he used to eat. The carbon pesach in Yerushalayim. He liked the shawarma. So Amar he said, "Ksiv." The pasuk says he would boast and he would say, "Look at the Torah." He learned the Bible. It says, "Kol ben nechal lo yechal," and I'm a ben nechal. "Kol aru lo yechal." I'm an urul. I can't. I'm eating from the best parts of the lamb. I'm having shawarma with my, uh, you know, soft matzah that we spoke about. I'm eating good stuff. So Amar Lei, Rabbi Huda ben Maseir, Rabbi Huda ben Maseir found out about this, and he knows that this person's bringing a carbon, he shouldn't be bringing it. So he tried to, he came up with a chap. He said, Did they feed you from the tail? So Amar Lei, Lai, they never gave me the tail. He said, Yuck. He saw Kaslahasim Imelhu, when you go up there, Sefuli Ma'aya, go ask them, the Kahanim, to give you from the tail. Kisalik, when he went up there, Amar Lehu, Me'aya, Sefuli, I want some tail. Amar Lei, Aya, Legavaya, Saka, the tail goes up on high, it goes up to, it's burnt on the Mizbeach. Amar Lei, Man Amar Lachachi, they tried, they, they're trying, they, they smelled something fishy over here. They asked him, who told you this? Amar Lehu, Rabbi Yudhu, Mesera, Rabbi Yudhu, Mesera told me, so Amar Lehu, my Haida Kaman, who is this guy? They tried to look into him, and Batku, Basre, Vashichu, Daramahu, Vakatlu, they saw he, he was not from Amcha uh, Yisrael, and they killed him. You have to figure out why they killed him, but they were they were definitely in charge back then, so they killed him. So Shocholid Rabbi Yudim Maseira, they said Shalom Lach Rabbi Yudim Maseira, Shalom to you. Daat bin Itzivin, you're in Itzivin, umitzaydasach, and your web, your 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 influence is perusa Yerushalayim is spread out into Yerushalayim. So they, they hopped from the story that this person should not have been bringing the carbon. Tais has asked a, a fascinating question. How in the world is Rabbi Yehuda in the Maseira, in its even while handing up to Yerushalayim? Isn't this Mesafah's Pesachim still being on Karim Pesach? So first he asked about Oil Regal. Why wasn't Rabbi Yehuda in Maseira going up to be Oil Regal? And he answers, we're going to see this in a, in a few daf, that someone who does not have karka, if you do not have land, you don't, you don't have property ownership, you do not have an obligation to be Oil Regal. Similar to voting rights, right, back in the day. So if... You don't have property rights. You're not chayiv and olah How do we know this? So the Gemara brings the pasuk. It says when you go up to Harabayis, uh, uh, no, no man will will uh, want your land when you're going up. So there's a haftacha. There's a guarantee from Hashem that when you go and you abandon your house. Now, typically, what you would do is you would you know ask your neighbor to look out for your house, but your neighbor's going up with you. The whole community is going up. Uh, that's that's an integral part of. The mitzvah. So why, why is that part of the mitzvah? So there's a there's a Jewish I heard from Suli Bornstein, Lakewood Afemiap. So he said that 
that there's a famous pasuk Mayafu Pamayech Banaalim Basnadiv that this is referring to Gidin going uh, going up La'ila Rego. So if you look at the pasuk, it says Banaalim when they're wearing shoes. You can't wear shoes by Harabayas. You can't you can't wear shoes in Harabayas. You have to take off your shoes. Last parak in uh, in Brachos, we learned this. So the pasuk is talking about when we're going up Laharabayas. When you're walking up to Yerushalayim, that's when you're wearing shoes. So that's the beauty of Klai Yisrael. Why is that the beauty of Klai Yisrael? Imagine leaving your house, your car's in the driveway, your ring is off, you have no clue what's going to happen to your house, and you're all walking up, and you know that when you come back, you're not, you're not going to be sure what's going to happen, but you're going up to, to, to Yerushalayim, that's the Mayafu Pamayach. And this is such an important part. This is such an essential part of the mitzvah, that if you don't own land, you're potter from Ali Larego. That's a very interesting, uh, interesting shot. You have to figure out what about carbon Pesach. So Tosfos has a few answers. So you, you look on the side, uh, this, the second to last Tosfos here on Gimel Ahmed Beis. He went to Pesach. Yeah, it was Chayla, right? There's always different. Okay, Rav Kahana Chalish. Let's just do a few more. Rav Kahana Chalish. Rav Kahana was sick. Shatru Rabbanu Rabbi Shu Bered Rav Idi to go visit Rav Kahana. Amrulei Zilbadoik Maidine. Go see how he is. Also, he came. Ashichei Denoch Nafshi. He saw that he passed away. So Kairo Levushi, he tore Korea because it was his Rebbe. He took his shirt, turned it towards the back so that they wouldn't be able to, that the, his friends wouldn't see. When he came back, he wouldn't shock them with the news. And he came back. So Amrulei, they asked him, did he die? So Amrulei, 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 I didn't say anything. Meaning, I didn't tell you that. You figure that out on your own. Because the Pasuk says, someone who's busy talking about bad things, so he's a ksil, he's a fool for spreading bad news. Another story, he went to the villages, he also, when he, when he uh, came back, Amalei, they asked him, knew was the wheat uh, good this year? The barley was good. So, I mean, they asked him about wheat, he responded about barley. It's like the shot when you ask about the girl's looks, and she starts telling you about her, uh, her midos, her chain. He didn't answer the question. So they said, Go tell the horses and donkeys, they like barley, go, go tell them that, you know, you're good news. So, the Gemara asked, "My Havale the Why are they upset at him? What was he supposed to say? It was a bad year." So the, the Gemara says he should have told them something positive. He should have said, "Eshtakat last year nasuchitin yafois." Last year the wheat was good. Inami, or you should have said, "Adashim lentils, which people eat, not just animals." Nasu yafois. They are. They, they, they were good. So let's just do one more. There's a theme here that that a person should not speak. Uh, Deba, you shouldn't talk about bad things. Again, you have to sometimes you have to relay information, but there's a way to do it. Some people, you know, they thrive off bad news. They thrive off, you know, good, you know, tragedies. I don't know, misaskim lists. It's not. It's mighty Deba who can sell. So I was learning. There's a sefer called the uh, Biyam Darkecha Avodil It's the Talmidim of Rav Itchemayer Morgenstern from uh, from Eretz One of the Mashpiim. So he talks about the, the whole first chapter. Talks about a person. Is always looking for pleasure in life, and he, he says actually that some people find pleasure in this, in the bad news, in the in the tragedies. That gives them excitement for some reason. But either way, the hashkaf is a person should not be walking around saying these things. There are ways to hint to it, but not to throw it out there. It's not something diba who kasil. One more gemara. Rav Rav. So he was the uh, nephew of Rav Chia, and he was also. 
the son of his sister. So Rabchia had a half-brother, half-sister, and they got married somehow, and their child was Rav. Either way, Rav's father's name was Aivu. So we're going to see. Kisalak Lahasam, when a Rav went from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, Amar Lei, so Rabchia asked him, Rabchia lived in Eretz Yisrael, he asked about his siblings. Aivu Kayim is Aivu, which is his brother, who is Rav's father. Is Aivu still alive? Amar Lei, so he responded, Ima Kayemis? Is my mother alive? Which is Rabchia's uh, sister. So Amar Lei, so Rabchia said, Ima Kayemis? Is your mother alive? Amar Lei, Aivu Kayem? Is my father alive? So Amar Lei, the shop, so, so he realized, Rabchia realized that his brother and sister were both, you know, nifter. So what he had to do is he had to do uh, Avelus. And we're going to see some interesting details here. Amar Leila Shame, he told his servant, I'll take off my shoes. He did not rise Kriya, did not tear Kriya because it wasn't apparent. And it was a Shmur Rechaika. He heard it 30 days after the sibling was, had, had passed away. So he does not tear Kriya. All he did was do Avelos for a little bit. So he take off my shoes. However, take my clothing. I'm going to take a bath soon, which Avel cannot take a bath. So obviously he's not keeping Avelos totally. Take my kingdom to the bathhouse. So the Gemara says, Shmami not to last, even though we learn out more things from this, but the Gemara learns out three. Shmami not avel, an avel, even on a shmur, even if it was 30 days had passed since the, the relative had died, he still cannot wear shoes, and that's a sign of avelus. So Shmami not shmur, in the Hegas Elia Mechad, that if it's 30 days since the, the mace had died, then he only keep one day. You don't have to keep the entire day, just a little bit of the day. We mentioned several times, it's just something important to know. Sometimes an elderly uh, you know, grandparent is nifter and they don't tell their siblings until much later because they don't want them to have to sit shiva. So they know there's something about 30 days. However, many times they confuse the 30 days with shleishim. When it comes to shleishim, shleishim is 30 days after the, the, the mace, the the the, the, rel- the the Karav has died. But the 30th day, we say, So already on the 30th day, the, 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 pers- the, the, the Avel can already shave, whatever they're doing, they're already getting up from Shleishim. But 30 days have not passed. That's day 30. In order to, to so you don't go on Shleishim telling the, the elderly brother, by the way, someone had died, because then they have to go to Shiva now. So just a rabbinic malpractice. But either way, we learn out three things. Miktasim Kekulai, Shmur Rechaika is in and a Hegas Eliyamechad. If it's a parent, they would still have to do Kriya. This was a, this was a sibling. And the first thing we learned out was Avel is Aser, Bini Ilas Asamlon, Avel does not wear shoes. All right, Shkoyach.